Welcome to Living Water Radio. It's still Christmas. We're on day 7 out of 12 today. We've left our Christmas lights on and our decorations up. Who cares if our neighbors think we're lazy? It's also New Year's Eve. Please do not go out tonight. Our hospitals are approaching chaos of apocalyptic proportions. Ambulances are circling hospitals, literally waiting for someone to die so that a bed becomes available. Please don't make it worse. We are also between the two advents, the first coming of Christ and the second coming. Things are likely to get worse short term, but our long-term prospects are out of this world. Today we're going to talk about God's promises and how they can give you the perspective you need to face what's coming with hope and confidence. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Manny Castro was a member of the church I served in San Dimas until he and his wife and daughter moved to Missouri for his wife's work. He was in the Navy when a friend of his wanted to try out for the Navy SEALs. He talked a reluctant Manny into going with him. His friend didn't make it, but Manny did. He was a funny guy and always ready to help. We had a huge crew of volunteers painting the exterior church walls with a sprayer and the trim with brushes one year. I was on a tall extension ladder painting the trim above the main entrance to the old worship building. I had one leg on the ladder and the other stretching out so that I could reach a missed spot without having to move the ladder. The ladder and I shook as I stretched further out. Manny laughed and said, That's my pastor, and stood where he could catch me if I fell. He was an active member of the Red Cross, and when there was a disaster anywhere in the country, he was there to serve. He loved his dog, Leather. One day, Leather was riding on our church's 4th of July parade float when someone from the crowd yelled, Look, a Lutheran dog! That stuck. One day, Manny was riding down the freeway with Leather in the car, and he suddenly realized that he was in the carpool lane because he had thought, It was okay since he and Leather were both in the car. He grew a goatee and had it when he and his family left for Missouri. On his family's last Sunday with us before they left at the Farewell and Godspeed luncheon we threw for them, we grabbed each other's beard and smiled for the camera. Manny died of COVID-19 the day before yesterday. One death among the hundreds of thousands that went before him, but tragic in so many ways, not the least of which was that he contracted the virus at his church. The congregation celebrated its 50th anniversary just before Thanksgiving. Manny wanted to go to support the church. They took all the precautions, and in respect, though, they are sorry that they went ahead with the service. No one intended this to happen. His wife and daughter, who were at the center of his life, contracted the same strain and recovered. Manny did not. There's not a shred of doubt in my mind that Manny would totally have rather had it this way than the other way around. Manny's no longer suffering, and even as we mourn, we rejoice in the victory of the cross, the promise that because Jesus lives, we shall live also. 
that death has no more dominion over us who are bound to Christ and to one another by faith and baptism for eternity. I thought about a story I've told before that Manny liked about the guy who was sitting in his home one day when a Red Cross worker pounded on his door yelling, The dam is broken. Get out. Get out now. We'll help you. He replied, Oh, thank you very much, but I'm a Christian. I know that God will take care of me. I'll be fine. And the Red Cross worker finally left and went on to the next house. The waters came and flooded the first floor of his house so that the man had to move up to the second floor. A guy in a rowboat came by and said, Hop in, buddy. I'll get you out of here. Oh, thank you, the man said, but I'm a Christian. I know that God won't let anything harm me. The man in the rowboat finally went on to other houses. The waters continued to rise, and the man had to crawl out onto his roof. A helicopter flew over, and the crew spotted the man on the roof. They dropped a rope ladder and shouted, Climb up, and we'll get you out of here. The waters are rising. This is your last chance. Thanks for coming, but I'll be fine, he said. My faith is strong. I know that God will take care of me. The water kept rising, and pretty soon it rose over the house and over the man, and he drowned. When he arrived at the gates of heaven, dripping wet, and he immediately demanded to be taken to the throne of grace. That's kind of an unusual request, but okay, Peter said. He stomped through the throne room into God's presence and whined, You promised me. You said that you'd always be with me no matter what. What happened? What do you mean, God said? I sent you a Red Cross worker, a rowboat, and a helicopter. Manny's death was just one, but it hit with the force of a catastrophe if you cared about him, as do the deaths of anyone we care about. That it happened during the Christmas season reminds us that God became human flesh, fully God and fully human being, to rescue us. Because the world is not the way it's supposed to be. It got messed up from the beginning and still gets messed up every time human beings believe that there is a way to be like God, think that they know better than God, and that they can do a better job of being God than God. God has given us researchers, medical professionals, and civil leadership, and we ignore the simple things that would give us the best chance of living. God has come in Jesus Christ, offers us the gift of faith, a living relationship with the living God, in order to live the abundant lives that we were created to live, and we ignore the good news and its implications for our lives. Just like from the beginning in the Garden of Eden, we know what to do, but we seek our own interests over others' interests, and that's why things are the way they are. Yet, God has not given up on us. God continues to offer himself for you. God will one day come to bring all those whom he has saved to be with him forever. That's the second advent, the one that's coming. In our creeds, we say of Jesus that he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We long for that day when everything will be changed, restored. As St. John writes in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, the 21st chapter, beginning at the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. 
And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. That is the Apocalypse, written in a style of apocalyptic writing found many places in the Bible. Christmas reminds us that, in anticipation of a coming Apocalypse, when there will be great suffering followed by the final judgment, that Jesus was born to die for us and is coming again. When will that happen? I went to worship on Christmas Day at Redeemer Lutheran Church in the Old City section of Jerusalem when I was in college and was doing a term abroad. We had some excitement. A guy stood up in the middle of the pastor's sermon and shouted, Jesus has returned. He has been reincarnated and is now a 12-year-old boy living in India. In case you are not a Lutheran, just so you know, things like this do not normally happen in Lutheran churches. Someone else stood up and said, He is not Jesus taught that we should always be ready because no one knows when the final judgment will come. Finally, things settled down and the Christmas Day worship service went on. What is important is what has already happened and is now unfolding for us. The worship still goes on, but we are still called to be ready. I heard someone say that he lives every day as if it was his last. That's why I never do laundry. Because who wants to do laundry on the last day of their life? How different will 2021 be from 2020? Who knows? But whatever comes, we are called to keep our focus on God and to be ready. Meanwhile, we live to serve others sacrificially in response to what Jesus, God made flesh, did for us on the cross. We do what we can do to keep one another healthy. We serve the poor not to keep them poor, but to provide the circumstances, both individually and systemically, in which they can move out of poverty in a way that is an expression of the already here but not yet realized reign of God. Our stage in this pandemic is just like our stage in the history of salvation. We are now living between the two advents, the two comings between the first coming in Bethlehem and the second coming to judge the world. We live in the present, leaning toward the apocalypse, after which Jesus comes to bring his perfect reign to those who believe and are baptized. Just like in this pandemic, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but we're still in the tunnel. And just as Christmas celebrates that God kept his promise after a thousand years and came as the Messiah, the Christ, to deliver the world from sin, death, and all the powers that defy God, and that he abides with us in the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water that never end, we can live with confidence that God will keep God's promises to come again after two thousand years in the second coming to save us. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Today, let's remember to pray for those who provide essential services and for those who seek the common good. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. 
Send your prayer requests to the same addresses, and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <laughs>